0: Welcome to Third Tuesday Conversation, a monthly podcast that focuses on the ministry of faith formation with children, youth, and families in ELCA congregations. Our goal is to engage in conversations that strengthen and empower your ministry world. This podcast is produced by the ELCA Youth Ministry Network. I'm Elizabeth Pedersen. I'm Danica Olson. And Adam Butler isn't here today. <laughs> he's uh, I know he's in uh, Phoenix, I think, this week. And we said we're recording, and he said not with me. So so bad, so sad, as my five year old likes to say. So bad, so sad. <laughs> so bad, so sad. <laughs> awesome. uh, he's going to miss out, but that's all right. Uh, we are excited today because uh, I'm just I'm like I've got one foot already in California for the extravaganza. I cannot wait. I I talked to. Todd, our our executive director, Todd, on the phone the other day, he said, how's it going? And I said, well, I am ready for California. And he said, well, I am not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know that Todd and the E-team and everybody working to put the extravaganza on for us are working very hard right now. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the rest of us can't wait to get there. So in our excitement, we want to just take a little bit to be excited and we have invited Anthony Etter who is our MC for the event to be with us today to talk a little bit about him and and get a little preview of like who we're going to see at the extravaganza and um, just get to know him a little bit and what not give anything away But, you know, maybe a little preview of what we get to be and do when we're together in Anaheim. So welcome, Anthony. We're so glad to have you here with us today.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited. There's something about a conversation about things that we love. And I love the extravaganza. I like what it offers. And I'm excited about our conversation about the... Enneagram that you yeah. like told me that you want to talk about so <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's all exciting yeah my name is Anthony Utter and, and I got the invitation to be the the official mc for this event it's gonna be wonderful
0: so like who, let's start with with who are you
1: yeah that's a really good question yeah <laughs> I, I feel like I'm still discovering that each day oh yeah same <laughs> but that's part of the process um but yeah my name is Anthony and I am originally from the midwest I'm from Wisconsin born not born and raised but raised but a lot of my connection to ministry and the extravaganza comes from a couple of things. One is Youth Encounter, which mm. was based out of a Twin Cities. I did that for two years, um, doing the music and youth ministry with them. And then I got connected to Outdoor Ministry. Uh, I was connected to um, Lutheran Retreats, camps, and conferences in Southern California. They had two Lutheran Bible camps: El Camino Pines and Lutheran Farm. So I worked with them for about eight and a half years, doing a variety of work. A lot of um, Retreat hosting and outreach and recruiting, uh, summer programming, and once if you all if anyone's ever worked at camp, you know it's not just one thing. You do a little bit of this, and <laughs> especially when you have a farm, you're like helping breed alpacas and then you're <laughs> collecting, you know, eggs and all these things. So it's it was definitely like a very interesting <laughs> experience. But the the heart of I think outdoor ministry is that. You really get to do things a little differently than you would do in a church. So like worship is very hands on. It's very interactive. I love that it wasn't just one age group. You know, we were working with everyone from, you know, newborn to the best people who are in their eighties and nineties. It was just everything. And so that's who I am right now. I'm in the process of getting my certificate as a peer specialist, what that means is working with people who are in recovery or struggling mm-hmm. with mental health and uh, very passionate about that work coming from someone who is um, sober and in recovery and mm-hmm. wanting to use my shared experiences to, to help other people. And so hoping to continue that work for people, again, who are in recovery, but really hoping to work with also youth who may be struggling with that as well, mm-hmm. um, especially youth who identify within the queer community. Um, a lot of their um situations with not being loved or accepted who they are kind of yeah. leads them to um, a very difficult path in substance abuse and mental health um, struggles and then right now I'm in my training process to get certified as an enneagram practitioner with the art of growth and I'm so excited because mm-hmm. the the program is is used to do coaching and counseling and yeah. so I'll be able to use the the tools and the power of Enneagram to work with people so, things were just kind of lining up with coaching and counseling and, and doing a lot of that kind of service work. So I kind of took a different turn when I when I left the the Bible camp to, yeah. it's still like, in a way, it's still like service and ministry, but in such a different oh, way where the organizations are not really ministry-based, but I think there's still a calling to show people, you know, God's love and the hope that we often need when things feel dark. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at and and what's going on.
0: Love that. I love how, you know, outdoor ministry is a great place to be when you're working out like who you are and, and where God is calling you in the world. And so it's just, it's kind of cool to see how, you know, you've been in this place and now like you've kind of honed in a little more on on who you want to who, you, who you've been called to be. Oh, yeah. And it's a very exciting place for you to be in. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. Outdoor ministry, that camp was like the foundation of everything. You know, it was kind of, it. you learned so much about work ethic and connection community and it was really the launch for so much of my passions and self-discovery and um it was just a really good landing point for me and now it's it's just kind of be able to set me in the next direction
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it this seems to really tie into the theme for the extravaganza enough mm-hmm. like 100 you seem to be a, a great person to represent that theme for us on stage and i wonder if maybe you want to talk a little bit about that like what does that yeah. mean to you and how yeah how does that embodied in your life and your ministry Mm
1: -hmm. it's a deep theme like it's really Mm -hmm. personal i think for many of us who have been able to understand what does it mean to be enough or what have you had enough of and that was probably the draw to why i was kind of connected to be a part of this event because of the theme i very much value that theme for people who who don't get to hear that word, those words often, like you are enough, like uh-huh. you are still valued and loved. And and I am someone who always strive for that. And I advocate for that in the spaces that I am, that I'm a part of, I want people to be able to, you know, feel seen and to feel a sense of belonging. Um, You know, I've always thought that I didn't belong because of how I identified as a queer person, or uh-huh. um, even when I got sober, I'm like, is, am I still Loved and wanted want to do people so and be around me, mm. and just kind of working towards that. And then, kind of, you know, just so much going on in our today's society with different shifts and how we socialize and connect with people, um, and just different things and how we kind of share our stories. It's we just want to come into a place where we just simply feel belonged and um, can be seen. So I'm excited for this because there's so many ways that this can to go about, you know, am I enough, you know, in my job? Am I enough with my family? Am I enough for God? Am I enough for even for myself? You know, it's like, you know, there's the also loving yourself first. You know, there's something um, a RuPaul drag race uh, race, uh, reference. If you can't love yourself, how the hell you love somebody else you mm-hmm. know and it really does start off with loving ourselves and realizing that we are enough first so then we can share that so i'm excited to to really empower people to understand that they are enough and then to continue that on especially for folks like us who are in youth ministry our youth need to be reminded because it really does start younger you know if we're gonna you know, with any Enneagram, we know like those childhood messages that we got and the wounds that we still carry on that you play into our adult life. If we can let our youth know, like right now you are enough and you are good. And it's not your fault. If your parents are divorced, it's not your fault. If this is happening to you, you are still like embraced here. And we need, we need safe spaces for youth to talk about their questions and let them to be curious in themselves and, and youth leaders and youth workers have that really beautiful, important, exhausting role to, (laughs) to share that message. So it's a, it's a deep message and there's going to be a lot of great ways that we'll be sharing that on the, on the main stage. And I'm just Like so grateful to be able to facilitate some of the conversations and the activities and things that are happening on. And then hopefully when I'm off stage, for those who are listening, like let's chat. Like come and find me. Like I'm all about the deep conversations. You know, like I I want to dance and have fun, but I also like let's let's get deep and not be afraid.
2: Yes, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. As you were talking, I was thinking about like how many different ways that this theme can play out and. The discernment process of this theme has been, you know, o- over a period of time, at least maybe two or three years, it's been uh, being formulated or honed. And I think it's original, like, I have had enough. I have had enough of the pandemic. I have had enough of, right, like this sort of exhausted Hands in the air. You can't see me, but I'm wail- flailing my hands everywhere. Of um, the the ways in which we have been boxed into ministry practices, and or the places where we feel like I I can't do enough. Mm-hmm. There there yeah. it is so much right now, and I think that when the theme was landed on, that like really resonated. But here we are in 2023, and it's just as palpable like okay enough of the childish behavior on the uh-huh. at the government official level like uh-huh. enough of the senseless violence by guns and uh-huh. citizens assuming they know something about someone else enough of right like we it goes on and on and on but also the other rich and deep piece of that is like our claim and call in our baptism that we are already enough. Like Mm -hmm. we have been claimed and called by a God who loves us and that's enough. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And like the, the haunting grace that that word can offer, but also can mean so many different things. I don't know I have a hunch that potentially there are the, the uh, multiple ways that the word enough um, will be stretched out over our days together. But I wonder if you can say uh, a word about without giving too much away, though that very word and over your the process of preparing for main stage, um, have you come to understand it differently or um, has it meant something than it? may have before you started in this main stage work
1: totally i think there's there's so many layers to this word because you think about just feeling enough and being enough but also saying yeah i've had enough and so when i hear that i hear courage i hear strength and power like you have this voice to say i've had enough of this mm-hmm. and so it's one thing to say it but then what's the action and so yeah. there is something about knowing that we are enough with God and our faith, but trusting and knowing that we have the tools and the skills and the gifts that that Mm. God has instilled with us to say enough and advocating for ourselves and advocating for what we love and what we believe in and for our youth, you know, especially when youth don't feel like they're hurt at school or hurt at home. We have this way to say, let's do this together. Let's be with one another. And so there's something about Having community when you've said, I've had enough, I've had enough of abuse, I've had enough of not being seen, I've had enough of yeah, the the chaos that's happening in our government or society. I've had enough of people dying, I've had enough of you know racism, of all these things. And so mm-hmm. it's saying enough, but then what are you gonna do after that? So yeah. it's saying it, but what's the next thing you're gonna do? So I like I said, I, I hear courage, I hear action, I hear voice, I hear you know, advocacy, it's, it's taking the next step. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's not right away. It's maybe it's just acknowledging that you've had enough, or there's been enough of this, and then deciding, well, what will I do now? Mm -hmm. And that's been so some of those things will come up in some of the conversations we'll have with some of our um, speakers and the panel that will We'll have as well um and then i'm hoping some of these workshops i haven't really gotten a chance to look at what i've seen a couple but not enough <laughs> and, uh, wow that was changed. not that was not <laughs> intended but hey see it, it comes um but you know I, I think i think people will take what they need from it and i think mm-hmm. that's the important piece too is that you need to take what you need from the theme and f- and what it means for you in your life and and the ministry that you're a part of, and so that's mm-hmm. the important piece too. So maybe you just need to hear about being worthy and enough, or maybe you need to hear about, yeah, I'm tired. I've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. No more. This is what I'm going to do to correct it, to fix it, or to be a part of it.
2: Yeah. Cool. Um, thanks for sharing that.
0: Okay, I think that it's appropriate enough now that we <laughs> can shift. Mm-hmm. Oh, but oh, shift. That's another. Uh, that was another theme that's the extra that a long time ago throwback we should, that should be like
2: a game like yes could, can point. we in in regular conversation at the extravaganza can you <laughs> can you put in themes from yesteryear
1: that's brilliant into... or like secret, yeah secret mickey is around you have to find it yes.
0: oh my gosh
1: that's oh my so gosh. nerdy don't, uh, t- don't, don't tell me it's a good time that would be fun that's gonna be good i can't wait oh,
0: because anyway <laughs> At, you were the me, one who said it. Elizabeth. I know, I did. You can't I did even it. Be mad.
1: And, yeah, this is all on you.
0: <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take it anyway. Okay, okay. In this conversation about enough and being enough and, um, and having enough. I mean, I think that one of the themes that runs through all of what we've been talking about is compassion Mm. and, and compassion for yourself, compassion for others. And, and that is where the Enneagram I think comes in beautifully when I was reading your bio on the extravaganza website. And I saw that you're training to become an Enneagram practitioner. I thought, I can't have a conversation with this person and not talk about the Enneagram because I love the Enneagram. And well, while- if you're new here,
2: Elizabeth and I are Enneagram
1: breaking news,
2: breaking news. It's yes. not breaking news whatsoever. No. They yeah. have heard us talk about yeah. it
0: at nauseam. Baby, look at yeah. naturally. Ta-da. <laughs> I mean, it just fits. <laughs> Adam's not here. And when the cat's away, the Enneagram will play. Um- <laughs> No, but really, but really, uh, though, but really though uh, listen, people maybe have heard us talk about the Enneagram, but we've only done actually one episode on the Enneagram in these years. So it's fair enough that we get to officially talk about or, or unofficially talk about it a little bit again. Um, so I'd love to just talk about like the beauty in the Enneagram mm-hmm. and how it can help lead us to compassion. And I'm curious about uh, your perspective on like really how works in people can work in people's lives mm-hmm. um and before we get into all of that i think it is fair enough to say like if you don't know what we're talking about it's okay and there's a lot to be learned about what the enneagram is and and i wouldn't say we're going to go into every little detail about what each of the numbers is and whatever but i'll give you the opportunity anthony to just say like briefly what is the enneagram and like what's it good for
1: yeah here's the thing you know, I am obsessed and like adore all the ways to like understand like who I am. You know, mm-hmm. like when I was younger, I remember taking a spirituality like gift test, like, where are my spiritual gifts? And then it's like, you know, what's your Myers Briggs? What's your disc? What's your color personality? And I haven't really d- dived into astrology, maybe one day, but not right now. The thing is, what I've learned about the Enneagram, it is the most impactful and resourceful, and like deep and personal, and and it, most people don't. It's not really a personality thing because it's not so much a personality concept, or nope. it's so much more about why we do, why we do what we do, or I mean, just kind of what's behind our choices and our motivations. And I I've, I've learned to love. First, again, myself learning more about the Enneagram and my the type that, that I won't say, I'm gonna see if you all can guess it by the end of this Enneagram conversation. Um, I've learned to love myself learning about, you know, the things that, you know, are like my limitations. And that was the thing about the Enneagram. It's like I know what I'm good at. I know what I can do. But the Enneagram taught me that, like that compassion piece. Like mm-hmm. the Enneagram actually fits very well into the theme of the network because each number you might say, I'm not good enough because of this, or, or they might see the faults of them, but it's also realizing, you know, there's a lot of truth and goodness in, in what you do. So the Enneagram, there's, you know, nine different types and there's even more, but again, we won't go deeper. Maybe, maybe we can do a follow-up maybe. podcast. That's a not.
2: masterclass yeah. level. Yeah. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, But it's, it's these nine personality types that, you know, each have, you know, a description you know, each have kind of their core motivation and have for messages, but they are just they're connected to um each of us are connected to a number that fits to kind of, again, our drive. And then there's ways that they're connected and some that are not. And so that depends on where you go in more of a growth and steady uh, way of, of living. And then there's kind of that other direction you go when you're feeling a little overwhelmed, or it's a little stressed out, and you kind of act a certain way when you're in those moments. And it's. I've seen it benefit with my family. I've seen it benefit in work. I've seen it benefit in relationships, um, especially when it comes to um, ministry. Like when I worked at the camp, all of our staff um, knew about it. And we actually were able to represent every number on our team, Wow, which was really cool. And there are books that are like for um, like the Enneagram within the work. And then there's the Enneagram within the relationships and and i think it's just it's the most valuable tool like even like the love languages and i love the five love languages that those are very important to know how to love someone and how to receive the love but you can also learn that within the enneagram as well like you can Mm -hmm. understand like how could i love a type seven what does it look like to allow a type three to pause and breathe and let them know you don't have to be going all the time you know how do you affirm the type nine where your voice matters, you know, let's hear what you have to say, you know? And so that's, that's really important. And the, the compassion piece is, yeah, it's compassion for yourself and for others. And it's a lot about what we do think and feel when you think about, when you break it up into the three groups. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I literally just like could talk, I have class tonight about the Enneagram. So I'm excited. I just learned my instinct, which is really cool. Oh, you
0: did what you, uh, I guess you don't have to share but. why why has learning your instinct been um helpful how about that
1: well it's learning just the other sides like this is such a self-discovery journey Mm -hmm. and it's validating it's affirming and it's like oh wow like this makes sense like I see why I experience these feelings or why I act this certain way or when this comes up for me this is what was what's going on or if i'm in a social situation i understand you know what i'm thinking and feeling and why i do it and so i'm excited to learn more about it and kind of see how it plays um a part of me but i definitely have been able to learn more about um communication and i've been able to learn a little bit more about you know the grace compassion you know giving yourself grace because like there are times when i'm like when i learn more about my number and i'm like oh there's times I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. <laughs> and you're like, then you're hard on yourself, and you're like, you don't want to go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- yeah, I'm excited to dive deeper into these instincts. So that's the part where, like, I have so much enneagram knowledge that's so like so spread out. But I'm like, I'm ready to put it together and organize yeah. it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I ha- I I came across this, or um, I was given this like pamphlet thing about the instincts, and oh my gosh, it blows my mind reading about these instincts and how like how they work in. Mm-hmm. Like how how they, you know there's instinctual stacking, and so if you like you have a dominant one and then yep. less dominant whatever. I'm not I know I'm not teaching you anything, Anthony, but <laughs> just to say out loud <laughs> no, I how you. those yeah. come to play, how come um how those come into play in my life and the decisions that I make, or even just like who I am at home and in my marriage and stuff, even in like my closest relationships. I that learning my number helped me understand some of the things that i do you know the motivations behind it of course but like learning the instinct part of it just felt like such a deeper a deeper look into why i am the way i am kind of thing Mm -hmm. oh it's mind-blowing
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it is it's like a new it's it's a new pair of glasses it's like perspective and it's again like you know and i think what's helpful too is when you learn about the enneagram and even just getting feedback like it's important to go to people who are like really know you that you can like ask them like you know have you seen this come up for me and it's like find those people that you trust and feel comfortable with because there's been times where i've like when i learned about a number you know i go to someone that i know and trust and kind of talk to them about what happens when i go to you know this number when i'm you know not in my you know best you know at my best they can be like, oh yeah. So like, remember when this happened and you did that? I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I that, yep, that makes sense. So it's it's being able to have other people who can kind of love on you with the feedback and perspective that you may be blindsided by, or you just have no idea that, oh, I I do do that a lot. I didn't even recognize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we talked we ta- I feel like we're talking kind of high level, and I hope that this mm-hmm. isn't like flying over um, <laughs> too much. But I wonder if you have an example from your life of mm-hmm. like a real situation or like relationship or something that you can share that the Enneagram has oh. helped with.
1: Okay. So before I do that, you, do you, either of you want to guess my number? Cause I, in this uh, example, I will explain. That you both think, okay. I am an Enneagram type two. What? So.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, two is related to four. Four yes, was our are. guess yeah who's related fair yeah. enough
1: they guess for two i go to foreign <laughs> growth yes so um
2: so we the... perceive you as a healthy person
0: Thank
1: yes you. in this Thank conversation
0: you. so that would be why
2: mm-hmm. our mm. guess is
0: four. all this I... being said we're not supposed to do that and this was mm-hmm. all this wasn't meant for harm in any way it was mm-hmm. it was um
1: yeah. i even i invited you to ask yes I did. you invited you just, yeah i invited the so a type two is known as the giver the helper um kind of the befriender they're someone who often will put people's needs before their own and often wants to just kind of do everything at once and wants to be friends and a huge networker and one that is me i do love to help people i do love to serve and but there are times where i am burnt out and i do feel resentment and i am frustrated where i'm like where was my thank you where was my gratitude for doing that for you or needing to be a part of everything. And so when I wasn't, I had FOMO or I'm like questioning my relationship. If I said good morning and they were like, hello, I'm like, well, they're mad at me. What did I do wrong? Yep. You know, I'm like, okay. So well,
0: world's on fire. Let's go.
1: Good night. Yep. And we're done. So my friendship's over with that person. (laughs) And so I would have like these false (laughs) narratives in my mind. And at a point I had to let go of the assumption and I have I have these reminders on my phone and two of them um it's the same phrase and it says it's not about you so it it comes up and it just says it's not about you and so it's not making a situation about me so you know my type 2 like desire to be wanted and loved is in everything I do with other people. And so I have to realize that person still loves me just because they didn't say good morning or they do that doesn't mean they don't love me. It's not about me. I made it about me. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to like reframe that kind of false narrative in my mind. and then also being okay with community with myself. You know, there's there is beauty in community with people that you love whether it's your family your colleagues you know whoever it may be but i've been able to find a deep love and passion for community with myself which allows me to go into that type for energy to really be okay with the alone time and being creative like i knit i love knitting i love being able just to sit and listen to music and get all the feelings out and allow myself to talk out loud and process where i'm going um so learning more about that has really helped me with kind of that inner anxiety voice of like you are not love that person's mad at you your friendship's over to being like you know what i don't know and i don't need to know you know Mm -hmm. being okay to step back so but what i've learned too from one of my enneagram friends who's also going through a, a more intense um certification than i am she, you know, she reminded me about when I go to an eight, so two uh, again goes to a four kind of growth and and more of a steady kind of um, line. And then when uh, a two is in distress or is just in a really different, heavier place, they go to an eight. But it's not saying I only can take on the negative qualities of an eight. I can take on some of the power of an eight of mm-hmm. advocating, using my voice, asserting mm-hmm. myself where I might be like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, that sounds great. Or be like, yeah. sorry, I can't make that. that um, or if someone asks me, I can say, um, "Can I get back to you tomorrow?" Instead of saying yes right now, you know, or tell me more about that. Or um, what do you need to know by? So I'm not committing right away. It's finding that that strength and voice because the, the eight has that really beautiful energy when they come into a space to kind of take ownership and and has um, that ability to do that word. too. It's like, "I don't want to upset you," so. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: <You
1: know? laughs> so it's been really helpful, and there's yeah. there's so much more that I'm going to be discovering.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's almost it's learning. Well, there's many fa- facets, facets, facets. There's so many parts when it comes to learning about the enneagram. One of the things uh, I think is like just on some level a little bit permission giving right to be like this is in me and acknowledging this is in me and it's okay that it's in me and it can be a good thing to be able to like live into the assertiveness that is actually a gift and not a burden right it's like it's such a beautiful thing it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful
1: it is it, it really is a beautiful thing. It's, it's a beautiful gift to give yourself when you get to yeah. learn about the Enneagram. And, you know, a lot of churches, you know, work with the Enneagram, you know, it's something that a lot of churches use. And then there's a lot of businesses that are finding the power behind it into helping their team communicate better. But yeah. it really starts with you. And that's really the core of it is really um, allowing yourself to be open to, to learning more about the sides that you just don't, know about or afraid to talk about and that's kind of what we're going to be doing at the extravaganza is we're going to be talking about some deep stuff like on stage like one of our she's not like She's kind of like me, where we'll. Her, uh, her name's Kara. You'll see her on the page. So, her and I will be doing a lot of onstage stuff individually and then together. And she's going to be doing some really beautiful, deep conversations about our body and mm-hmm. how we, you know, see ourselves as a as a as a human and how do we love ourselves through the things that we think are ugly, not good enough. And so, there's going to be a lot of compassion for ourselves. And then I'm really excited. I want to give him a shout out on this podcast. His name is Andrew, Adrian Michael Green. Um, he's going to be one of he's going to be a poet that we're going to be having on the stage. His work is phenomenal. Please mm. like check out his work and um, support what he does. He's this this incredible um, black poet who writes about about the theme. One actually, his book, his latest book, is called "Beloved You're Enough." Oh, cool. And it's really exciting. And and so myself and my friend Sarah, who's on the team, um, talked about getting him to share some of his pieces and I'll I have an opportunity to connect with him on stage. But again, we don't want to tease too much or mm-hmm. say too much. But um yeah, it's 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 gonna be a really beautiful connection. I, I feel like there's an Enneagram workshop or there has been in the past at these extravaganzas.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I would Danica, I'm sorry. I just keep I'm
1: like <laughs> she's just chilling. She's you know, she's like having it. a great time.
0: You know, it's fine. There's, there's give and take. Uh, I do have a question though. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, you've been to Enneagram workshops, you know, those are workshops and things out there. And um, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. what is the, not necessarily best, but like, I'll just use the word best way to actually learn about and use the Enneagram in your life. Like I, I will just say, I don't think it's a one-hour workshop. So like, you know what I mean? Like if it, if the Enneagram is really going to be a tool for transformation and compassion in your life, like what's the best way to get at that?
1: Mm-hmm. I think a word we can use is what's the most effective way. You there know? you go. Yeah, I think the, the most effective way to learn about the Enneagram is to not do like one of those random tests that you'll find online. Like there are Enneagram institutes that have like a quality test and you can do that. But it really comes down to picking the books and the people who have been teaching the enneagram um, for a long time so for me it was the reading it was learning about and again i said this earlier what made me know that i was a type two was learning the parts that i didn't want to know like so i know that i am a giver and a lover and a helper and i can serve But it's learning about that side of me that I'm like, oh, okay, let's love yourself through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's for me, that's how I was able to really connect with my number. And it's also like some of the books will talk about like this childhood message that you didn't hear or um, or even reading the core motivation. So actually, I just got this book. It's called The Enneagram Guide to Waking Up um, by Beatrice Chestnut. She's one of the Mm -hmm. OG teachers. Um, This is a great, easy read and then another one is called just my Enneotype. Um, it's by two authors by josh is one of them i could forget other author's name but they do the enneagram in a very um easy way to understand and they also use colors which i think is really helpful because i'm a visual person and so each number is connected to a color and they explain why that number is attached to that color so that's a really good way to learn but it's reading and but there is something about going to a workshop. So I think it's like reading first, and then going to either a workshop, or if you have a group of friends and sit with them, because you want to hear other people's experience, like mm-hmm. I may be a type two, but I'm not the voice of the type two right. type twos can look different on the spectrum. You know, there's many different ways to like I know a lot of twos and we're all very different, but we're also very similar. And the same thing is like I know a lot of sevens and they're also very different in how they show up. And there's reasons for that. And that gets deeper, like the wings. And it's like, okay, so this is why this seven is different, because they're a seven wing eight, and this is a seven wing six, and this is why they're different. Um, mm-hmm. so read first, take your time, because there's limit a lot of people who get really emotional and can feel triggered or can feel overwhelmed by what they've learned and then it's like this big revealing piece like the people it's almost like this fresh breath of air like you get to exhale and be like this makes sense i get it and that's where that compassion that love for yourself and you see yourself as enough because you're like this is why who I am you get it mm-hmm. and It all it it ties in so much so mm-hmm. I can't recommend it my dad's like doesn't want to do it but I'm like you're gonna have to because I have to do six typing interviews for my certification and I really want him to understand him more like again I think I know what his number is but it's not my job well it is my job to help him find it but it's not my job to type him
0: yeah <laughs> oh, I know that's the thing my dad is eluding me has been eluding mm-hmm. me for years I just have no idea I just need him to know
1: mm-hmm. so he can <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just okay. a type too. i I'm like, I want to help you, but yeah. So um, yeah, I just, it's, I can't recommend it enough. And it's like I said, it's benefiting me and work relationships and, and social situations. But more importantly, it's really helped me just to really see myself. And that's, I think the biggest benefit.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Enneagram was the, f- I had known about it for a long time, but the first time that it like revealed it's, awesomeness to me was Mm. when I was trying to figure out how the hell to work with one of my coworkers
1: Mm.
2: and listening to a podcast actually about her type was like, oh, like she is not trying to piss me off. (laughs) This Mm. is just her showing up the way that she is wired. And I took it as like, Freaking do your job. Like, I do not need to do your job too. She was just checking to make sure I had her back.
1: Mm. Ooh, that's a good um thing to point out. You know, like you you see people in a in a a a renewing way where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, that makes sense why they're doing that. You know, you give people again that grace and compassion and Mm it makes you be more effective whether it's in a, a loving relationship or a work relationship you can be more effective as a team yeah. when you understand that especially like if you're in a supervisor role and you have to give feedback yep how yep. can I offer feedback to this person who may respond differently because you know they're you know more in that shame or feeling or they're more of the fear logic it's like how do I mm-hmm. communicate to to those people and to my team
2: yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah Cool. Well, I can't wait to hear more from you at the extravaganza on the main stage, and hopefully in conversation as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's just a few weeks away, so I know, and I'm... it will be warmer from than the place. Hopefully, it will be warmer, and it better hopefully, be. it will stop raining. Oh uh, yeah, out yes. there. So prayers for that. Mm-hmm. I talked to a network member who's influential to the extravaganza. Uh, he happens to run the dog pound and he was pumping out classrooms oh my uh, gosh. on Tuesday. They're, they're flooding like crazy. So prayers to those who are experiencing the rain that they need, but in the wrong delivery method yeah. and just too much in too short of a time. So it's anyway, scary. thanks for joining us and.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to see you all and, and meet you. If you see me at the extravaganza, say hi. And if you know the Enneagram, tell me your number. Like Let's ch- chat about it. But more importantly, I hope that we can have conversations um, about the theme. And like I said, to allow ourselves to get deep and have fun. And I will say this, there's going to be some dance parties, like live dance parties. I will Woo! tease that. Yeah. Okay. More More to come.
0: Get ready for that. On, mm-hmm. For some that. people, it takes some preparation to prepare <laughs> get
1: to some be costumes.
0: okay with a costumes. dance party. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll even give you. I won't. We, the people listening won't get to see this, but this is a visual teaser of of what's to come on stage. That is okay. amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay, you're gonna want to show not, up to the Jack, extra that, that was really cool. That. What we just yeah. saw. We're not gonna yeah. tell you
1: what it was. That's you. Only you two got to see that. So that's a. Big that deal. was amazing. Yeah. That's all.
2: <laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, before we go, uh, we have a few quick announcements and reminders. It is still possible to sign up for Extravaganza and to witness what we just saw. We can still get people in for both the in-person and online gatherings. More information at ext23.org. We'd love to have you a part of the event for your own renewal, learning, and connection. Join us in Anaheim. The network's oasis is coming. Oasis is an online event that happens two to three times a year—a ninety-minute session of learning and conversation. Our next oasis, <laughs> our next oasis session is April twenty-seventh at four p.m. specific, seven p.m. Eastern. Our teaching guest is Reverend Doctor Chuck Hunt, who is ins- an insightful and dynamic teacher. The best part is if you have a network paid membership, Oasis is free. And for net- non-network members, our basic network members, the cost is only $25. For more information and to get registered, visit elcaymnet.org Oasis. You've heard us talk about Martin's List, a resource sharing website. There's over 425 resources currently there. Don't forget when you create something, when you write something, you can share that with others on Martin's List. The work you've done to create can be of help to your colleagues in the network, and their work can help you. That's what Martin's List is for. If you've got something like a Bible study, an activity, a retreat outline, whatever it might be, please share it to martinslist.org. Thanks to all of you who are members of the network. Your membership makes things like Third Tuesday Conversation, our mobile app and Connect Journal, Discipling Cohorts, and the Extravaganza, and much, much more possible. If you're not a member of the network, we encourage you to join. If you are, double check by making sure your membership is up to date. You can do so by logging into the website and then clicking on your name at the top to see your account status. We're grateful to be a community that cares for this ministry. Thanks so much for listening. New podcasts will be released on the third Tuesday of every month. Be sure to subscribe so you receive them as they come out and share it with your friends. And finally, thanks to Paul Amlin, the 3TC producer for his work. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. です